Welcome back to In the Outside. I'm Vincent Ramirez, previously on part one of my interview with Kilana Spiller. Uh, I was born and raised in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, population of about uh, two. I went from two-lane roads or streets to four-lane highways. Like, I've been, been paralyzed by fear for like a long time. But, you know, you finally get tired and then you you want to prove yourself wrong. Before I even got on, on, on stage, I was writing jokes. I didn't know what I was going to do with the jokes. I didn't know when I was going to perform the jokes, but I was just writing. I was getting in the habit of writing jokes. And now, part two of my interview with Kalana Spiller. That's impressive because, yeah. you know, again, here's another you know type of activity that's predominantly men are involved in, right? You know, most people mm-hmm. know men play football, guys play football. Um, uh-huh. And so it was very, I thought it was very unique to hear that you were playing women's football. And what do you think has been maybe some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome with it? Uh, first of all, the player fees. That's the biggest challenge. <laughs> the, you player know, you, <laughs> the player fees. That's the, <laughs> man, when I, when I first started, that was a challenge, man. Like we women were coming out there. We had to pay for our own equipment. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? We had to we had to play like player fees. Like the most I paid was eleven hundred, eleven hundred dollars. I never realized that was and, such an expense with it, but it makes sense because you've got what you know your padding, your uniforms, you know entry fees probably mm-hmm. for wherever y'all play. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the the physicality of it and playing the sport that was that was never a challenge. But like I said, I've always played sports. I've always liked football, so that part came natural. But, you know, the, the, the raising the money, going to fundraisers, you know, going to these mixers and stuff like that, trying to get sponsors. That's that's the biggest challenge. Wow. But, you know, there's there's this new conference coming out called the Women's National Football Conference. And it started by one of my good friends. Her name is Odessa Jenkins. So she's she's launching this uh, this this new women's league made up of 16 teams where they have private investors, sponsorships, wow. and stuff like that, so people don't have to come out of out of pocket. Now, mind you, we've been paying since I've been playing. <laughs> and it, it <laughs> and women have been and women have been paying long long before then. I just started in two thousand nine. There were women playing in two thousand two thousand, two thousand two. Oh wow. While I was still in high school. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where 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 women don't have to play to pay. I mean, yeah, pay to play anymore. Thinking about, um, you know, female football players and the kind of impression that you'll probably are making on, you know, young female athletes, because, you know, mm-hmm. growing up again, you know, we're, you know, very, especially in Texas, you know, football is very, you know, it's, it's all about football <laughs> here. And it, right. you know, it's a predominantly males played sport. And so young females that say, well, you know, I want to be able to do that. Probably see you ladies out there and are like, man, I could do this one day. Right. Like I wanted to, I wanted to play when I was younger, but of course women, like girls couldn't play with boys back then. But now you have, you have girls who are playing, um, linebacker, well, I'm, I'm sorry, she, she's a safety. So you have girls playing safety. You have kickers that play with boys now. So slowly things are changing. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want my daughter to play with the, with the men because there's so many there's so many great female athletes out here that you can be competitive with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to play with the guys, but I understand wanting to play at a young age. I mean, that's all. You know, you can you have to play with the boys. Yeah, yeah, because there's, I mean, it's just more limited in terms of the teams that you can play, where they're not going to have 
you know, uh, co-ed, you know, type of environment. And the name of the team that you're playing for right now is uh, Texas Elite Spartans. And you showed me a clip when we met and full on, (laughs) y'all don't hold back. It is not like foo-foo. It is like y'all are tackling, y'all are... I mean, I think the, the, what I told you was like, are you playing street ball here? What is going on here? Because this looks like right, you know, right. y'all do not hold back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I invite a lot of people to the game and, and they leave impressed because they think that they're going to see lingerie football. Oh, that's a big yeah, thing that is. Yeah. Yeah. So so they 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 expect one thing and then they come and get another thing. And regardless of who's playing it. When you put those pads on and you start running plays and it looks like you know what the hell you're doing, yeah. people going to get, yeah, they get lost in that, in the competitive nature of it. They don't they don't sit back look and, and say, oh, look at these women. They're like, no, nah, this, this is a real game right here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's intense. I was impressed and I had not, I, you know, I was obviously, I've been I'm familiar with at one point the, uh, like you mentioned, the lingerie football type of things, but this is definitely not mm-hmm. that. It was very legit. <laughs> and that's, oh, and you're oh, fat. No. I, I, I can't, I can't do lingerie. You saw my, you saw my breast. <laughs> so you're <laughs> not, you're, you're, everywhere. You, you, <laughs> so you don't have any plans of running around in some Victoria's Secret playing some football Hell anytime no. soon? <laughs> Hell no! Oh man, oh, that's too to that's too bad. That's four, too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put on about four or five sports bras. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're the team that you played for. Y'all had y'all recently had some success. It was I did you mention a championship win this past season? Yeah, we won the championship. Um, we actually won last year too. So. Oh wow. So yeah, I've a... um, I've been playing for what not eight years. I've won three championships. Wow. So. That's it's awesome. Been a, it's been a fun ride. That mm-hmm. is awesome. That is awesome. Um, well, that's cool. I'm glad you 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 know it, that sounds like um, you've got a lot you know happening. You know your comedy. You've got. Uh, women's football but you also hold down a, a full-time job as well is is that correct oh yes yes i do wow so you, yeah <laughs> you've got funny. a you've got a full plate um and so <laughs> you know i um i had an opportunity kind of to visit your website and notice you had some blog you mentioned that you had kind of a kind of a struggling relationship with your dad over the years and mentioned mm-hmm. that um he was kind of kind of recently reintroduced in your life and had an opportunity to visit i think was one of your uh, stand-up routines and how, how's yeah. that relationship now i mean are you guys still keeping in contact or is it just i mean we we talk maybe once every once every month i could say you know it has still hasn't been consistent but growing up like i said my, my father he was um abusive you know addicted yeah. to drugs you know stuff like that so he was absent so majority of my life he wasn't around so for him to finally see me do something that I love to do, um, it was it was just a, a magical night, man. It was a blessing because he he got to see everything. He got to see me talk about things that I've experienced. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying my opinions about certain, you know, about today's society. He got right. to listen to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's so. It was it was fun. I was very. Um... 
you know, just impressed in terms of uh, kind of what you wrote about him and, um, you know, being forthcoming about that relationship and stuff. And that I imagine definitely hits, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people out there because, you know, uh, I'm sure just like yourself, there's other people kind of experiences those same kind of things. And it doesn't sound like you had any didn't seem like you had ill will towards him. Like you were just like, hey, he came and, you know, was kind of expecting something different, but he showed up. So. Right, right. And I, I think it over the years, you just you tell well, you don't necessarily tell yourself, but when you kind of when you experience stuff like that, you do you start to feel bad for your situation, start to feel bad for yourself and wonder, well, why my father wasn't there? Why do I have to be put in this situation? But then it comes a time where it's like, um, OK, this happened to me and I can't change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all, all I can all I can do is either try to build a relationship or leave it the way it is and just accept who he is. Like, I can't force him to be my father. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and especially when it comes to any kind of, like, addictive behaviors, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it becomes that person that, you know, has to make that change, so. Right, right. So, like I said, it was it was cool for him to finally see me do something that I love, and, you know, it's just his fault that he's missing out on the ride, because yeah. if I, if I, whenever I blow up, he ain't the one that's getting the house, so. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're gonna take <laughs> sounds like you're gonna take care of mama first right <laughs> right <laughs> you clearly share a lot of you know some things about your personal life and uh mm-hmm. one of the things i when i saw your stand up that you know immediately what stood out to me was that you talked about being you know out and being a lesbian um when did you come out what was that process like i mean did you know, I mean, everybody's story is probably a little yeah. different, but, you know, what was that experience like for you? The process was stressful as hell. That's what it was. I was, it was to the point where I was going to the club and my mom, like I was going to gay clubs like that and my mom had no idea. So when wait, I, so I wait, like, were these Pine Bluff gay clubs or was this No, oh, hell no, 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 no. <laughs> No, in Pine Bluff, I had to I had to continue to act straight. Okay. But uh, when I moved when I moved away from my hometown, that's when I was able to you know find myself and be comfortable with who I am. But um, when I first um, yeah when I first came out, I would I would sneak clothes you know like I would go out in girly clothes. Oh my goodness! Okay. <laughs> I would go out, I would leave the house in girly clothes, but then I would change into my t-shirt, jeans, and my sneakers, you know what I'm saying, get down the street and change clothes. Then I changed back by the time, you know, when it's time to come back home. But it's, it got to the point where I was like, why the fuck am I doing all this? Yeah. I just need to, I just need to tell her. So, so I'm, I'm trying to picture this. So you, this is, about how, about how old were you uh, at this time? Oh my gosh, I was 20. Okay, so you're 20 years old. You're sneaking out the door, <laughs> or not necessarily sneaking out the door, but walking out all dolled up. I'm imagining, <laughs> and then you get in the car and you're like changing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm changing in the car though, because because uh, we live in Arlington, so all the clubs were in Dallas, you know, Oakline over right. there in that area. Yeah. So I had I had enough time to change. So I'm in the back seat, you know, <laughs> nothing but a bra on, taking off my pants and putting on my other putting on my dickies this one dickies was hot oh my gosh the- <laughs> <laughs> wait dickies are out of style no i'm just kidding <laughs> dickies had a run man uh-huh. i don't know where you were but dickies had a run oh, 
Oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling this story. So we we um oh my gosh, yes, we had on we we used to dress alike and shit. So we had on like some black dickies with like a polo shirt with a little fitted cap. I mean just just going all out. Now mind you, I have never worn these kind of clothes a day in my life. But I'm just like <laughs> Oh, Oh my god! But I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, hey, I'm gay, so I need to wear these clothes to attract these kind of girls. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh. So in your mindset, this was, was like, this is what I have to dress like in order to. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, I'm gay. Oh well, this is what I have to do. Right, I have to right. do it. I have to go all the way. It's all or nothing. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so that's what it was like. Um, I, I can say like the first maybe maybe six months or something mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't go out a lot but when i did that was my process okay but um i eventually got tired of all that because my sister would be my oldest sister she'd be like why don't you just tell it like that is so stupid so your si- so your older sister already kind of knew about your yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah my oldest my oldest sister she already knew and uh I, what made me tell her one night i was um coming i came home from the club and I forgot, uh, I think I forgot my key. I forgot something. And I, I had to knock on the door to wake her up. So, um, she, no, 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 no. I think, I think she heard, she heard us pull up or something. And as I was walking to the door, you know, I had the, the clothes in the bag. So I, I had, I put on my, put on my regular clothes. So now I got my club clothes in the bag. <laughs> so I'm walking. I'm walking up towards the door and she flipped the light on and hurry up and open the door. And I just threw the bag in the bushes because I didn't want to know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> At that point, that's when I was like, bitch, get it together. You're going to have to just, just tell her. Yeah. Like, cut cut this out. Wow. Was she one of the oh, first man. people that you, you shared that with? Or did, I mean, besides like maybe friends or people that you were going to club with, but family member wise? Family member wise, um, I saw my sisters first. Sister. So my sisters are yeah. So she was maybe like the third person to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And did um, and I mean, were they just like, oh, were they in shock, or were they kind of? I mean, what was the reaction like? They really was like we already knew. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, like we were just waiting on you to come tell us. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and and the 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 bit I do about telling my, my mom you know, that I'm, that I was a lesbian or whatever. She really did say like, you are my daughter. Like I've, I've, I've been knowing this. I'm just waiting on you to come tell me. Wow. That's yeah. I mean, you know, that's awesome. I mean, but you know, some people's family experiences are totally different, right? I've had friends or I know people that, that just, they just kept it private for a really long time. Um, and Uh you know, it was always that fear of like, Oh, they're going to, you know, shun me out or they're, you know, I'm going to be, you know, you know, my family's going to disown me, you know, things like that. And right. Then, and that right. does happen, you know, for a lot of people. But um, that's great that they were, you know, at least supportive. When would you say maybe you came to kind of like maybe terms with it? Because you said that you were about, um, was it about 2021 when they kind of, you kind of yeah. started letting the family in about, you know, what what was going on while you were sneaking out. <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny when you were telling me that I'm picturing like, you know, most like teenage girls, they don't want to be seen dressing in the tight clothes and they, they're the ones yeah. sneaking into the t- But for you, it was the opposite. <laughs> I didn't want to be seen dressing like a whole man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
So, I mean, was it like, uh, was it teenagers that, or I mean, younger? I mean, what, when did you think that you said, okay, this is, this is it. This is, this is who I am. Um, gosh, you know what? I didn't even, I think it was, I don't remember what age I was, but it, it, it honestly, it's been recent, not like within the last year or two or, or anything like that. It's just like, this is who I am. You know, it, it wasn't like when I, when I first came out, I, I battled with it because I, I was just like, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not for sure. Is this the right thing to do? I grew up Christian. So, uh, you know, I'm still conflicted with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a hundred, I'm not all the way, uh, I'm comfortable with who I am, but at the same time, I still kind of, kind of battle with it because of my religion. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that's got to be complicated. Would you, would you say that you're raised Christian? I mean, church every Sunday type of person or? Uh, no, not every Sunday, but raised Christian has Bible study with your grandmother on Wednesday nights in okay. her, in her room, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so we would, we would go to church with her some Sundays and most of the time she would, um, we would just have service in her room and she'll read us the Bible. We pray, sing a few hymns and go to bed. <laughs> wow yeah yeah so i think in your comedy routine that i saw the other night you mentioned your grandma she's still living is that correct i mean is she she's still alive yeah she okay. is she's still in pambla okay. she okay. actually just she just called me oh did she <laughs> <laughs> i gotta she, call her back <laughs> she, must, she must have felt you talking about her the other day she calling you <laughs> does um yeah, but she, she's still in, in pambla you know she i mean is she aware that you know you're out and open about this or is she kind of kind of been left out of the loop of things I'm, I'm sure somebody in my family told her you know family members can't keep a secret right but <laughs> somebody told her we i've never told her personally and she's never uh asked me about it only she'll hint around to it not necessarily like do you have a, a girlfriend or anything like that mm-hmm. but she'll ask me you know when i'm having kids or um we go to her we go to pine bluff every thanksgiving and she she'll throw in um so why, where's your um you ain't got no guy friends <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any where are your male friends and you always you always bring those girls down i'm like okay <laughs> she's, she's like come on now with it just tell me <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna peg at her it's like just keep pecking away until she <laughs> <laughs> Right, but I think she 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 probably got an idea, but I I haven't told her yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I'm waiting on, but I just yeah. I, I mean, know. it's it's a tough thing. I mean, especially when it comes to you know. I think we always in our minds like we're still kids to these people, right? So it's like your grandmother, you know, you're still exactly. kind of put into that child mode and they don't maybe haven't quite seen you as an adult, and so it's like, how do I break this kind of information? You know, so you know and. So, like I said, I'm just, I hope somebody else in the family told her because they messy like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I hear one. Yeah. So she know, I'm sure. Now, is there any family members that you've maybe been open with or out to that, you know, I, you know, will listen. Like, I mean, I live in Texas and, you know, pretty wide variety of families. So it's, you know, you come across different people's personalities that um maybe not be comfortable completely comfortable with it has that been the case for you i mean it sounds like you said your sisters have been supportive your mom's been supportive and uh you mentioned you also had a brother too right yeah my brother he's fine with it um the only person who's who's like really said anything about it uh would be my dad 
but I don't give a damn about his opinion anyway, so. Stay tuned for part three of my interview with Kilana Spiller. And don't forget to subscribe to In the Outside podcast and share it with all of your friends. Yeah, I've always been out. I've I've never had to really hide it from anybody. Because I kind of, I like to do it. If I talk about my sexuality, I like to bring it back with some, I I like to backdoor with something about my family or some family stuff. Sometimes I think people don't look at us as human, if if that makes sense. The way some people react, I'm kind of convinced that they just think, um, gay people like we just sit up and have sex all day or some shit 